Crown fans rejoice because season five of the hit show finally arrives on Netflix tomorrow. There you go. Yesterday we heard from Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip, a.k.a. Imelda Staunton and Jonathan Price. Well, today it is the turn of Olivia Williams, who plays Camilla Parker Bowles, and Dominic West, who plays Prince Charles. And I began by asking Dominic, was it tough taking on the role of someone still alive today? Yeah, it was really hard. It was really daunting anyway, because everyone knows what he looks like and how he sounds and how he moves and and um, and can tell the gap between that reality and, and whatever I'm doing. And also the added uh, problem of, of it being the crown, which has been around for four seasons already with hugely uh, awarded Josh O'Connor. And so trying to follow in his footsteps. So the whole thing was a nightmare, really, to... Uh, <laughs> take on but um it's such a glorious show and such a great part that uh i couldn't resist it and and i've had a had a ball you know overcoming my fears yes uh, i did ask Amelda uh, and jonathan about that playing a role that somebody else has already played was it was it challenging so you felt that weight that pressure too well of course i mean how many bloody awards did he win i mean he won everything <laughs> I love it. Um, the other thing, I, I'm just being very honest here now. I, I found it a bit of a, a mind melting that 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 we were looking at at Dominic West, who who is widely perceived to be extremely handsome and, and has played people like the rugged McNulty in The Wire, and and now he's he's Prince Charles, who who maybe isn't a particularly attractive looking man. I, I found myself quite confused sometimes watching you. I, I think you you were you were you were cast against type. Is that fair to say? I think so, but I think Peter sort of does that. He's got um, Johnny Lee Miller playing John Major. Genius. You know, which is actually genius. Mm. And, and uh, um, but I think he, yeah, I think, I think that's the thing Peter does. Um, and he certainly said to me, look, I, I said, look, I look nothing like him. And he said, I said, are, are you sure you're getting the right person here? And he said, that doesn't matter. This is not an impersonation show. And uh, there's something about Charles that he sees in me. Um, he never really said what it was. <laughs> but, uh, I think it might be, um, I don't know what it is. Frightfully posh. <laughs> let, let, let's not let's not overthink that. Perhaps yeah. um, no, let's I'm, not overthink it. I'm glad you mentioned John Lee Miller because the the John Major character is quite interesting, particularly in in, in episode one, uh, the Queen Victoria syndrome episode, where 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 Charles is a little bit scheming, perhaps, and a bit Machiavellian, even. Uh, 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 Attempting perhaps to to get John Major on side and and oust the Queen, like considering what we've just gone through the the death of Queen Elizabeth and the outpouring of love, there's going to be some controversy here, guys, isn't there about this series? Well, that's an interesting point. That that how how um, ambitious Charles was for the crown. I think I think Peter. Peter was very, what he was interested in was showing a man in his prime who hadn't fulfilled his destiny and, and, and a man worrying that he's not going to uh, get to the top job until he's an old man. And, 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 um, uh, but I, I don't know. I, I think what we've seen in recent events is that, well, I personally think that he, he he's able to achieve far more as the Prince of Wales and because as, as monarch, of course, he's not allowed to do anything. Not allowed to go to the COP twenty-seven, or you know. So I, I think um, I, it's it's interesting you picked up on that. And I, but I think what was, or the way I understood it, the way I played it anyway, was there's a this man is in a unique position where he's at the prime of his life, and he's still having to 
obey his mother, basically. Yeah. I don't think there's any uh, hint, hint in this series that he was plotting to usurp his mother. It, um, that makes it far more sort of Shakespearean or Machiavellian than it, than it was. It was a man that's, yes, that's... creating a role for himself firmly where where he was um, and and making the, the crown, which is what the series is, is about, the monarchy of which he was a part as Prince of Wales, relevant and um, and and active in society, and I thought his his <laughs> I was going to say his acceptance speech, <laughs> where his accession speech uh, were exact is was so reflected in our in season five. It was extraordinary. It kind of uh, embodied everything that Peter was talking about. Um- I think that's very that's very interesting that 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 you see you see it that way. Something else John Major said about about the younger um, royals in the series, he, as the character said, he said they were feckless, that they were entitled, that they were lost. You guys, did you have any sympathy for Charles and Camilla? You know, Charles, as you say, Dominic was still obeying his mother. It was more or less forced to marry Diana and and clearly does love and is in love and has always been in love with Camilla. Did you did you have sympathy for him? He he can come across as petulant and dislikable sometimes, but as someone who was walking in his shoes, did you, did you did you have sympathy for him? Enormous sympathy, yes, because I I'm actually a, I'm a huge admirer and I think what he did as Prince of Wales, particularly in the Prince's Trust is is extraordinary and and his care and interest in people and the number of people he's met more than probably anyone else in history, apart from his parents, um, uh, is is an extraordinary record. And that the marriage with Diana was a sort of tragic flaw in a way. In in this in the, and at this time, he's he is sort of a tragic hero. And that that tragic flaw came about, you could say, for one reason, because he had to marry a virgin, mm-hmm. and and that's thank God not something his yeah. son has to do. And um, and and it was a sort of not that rem- you're casting not that you're casting aspersions on the Princess of Wales, Catherine. Obviously, <laughs> no. <laughs> I should no, ju- I should I, just point my out. My point with this is always that you know it was the '80s, and finding a 32 year old virgin in the '80s was a true. <laughs> it's needling needling a haystack. Um, can I just ask you, Olivia? Like at this time, okay, at the time when this is set in the '90s. Camilla was not popular with the population. I think Team Diana was was far more um, uh, the, the the mood of the country. Um, but that has changed. I, I, it's fair to say that that that, that Camilla, who, who will become next year Queen Consort, that 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 she is liked, that she is seen as as somebody sound, as we might say here in Ireland, and 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 you know likable and funny and 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 decent and all of that. She's kind of been vindicated with time to some extent, hasn't she? I love that word, and thank you for vindicated. I, I, but the, what the show is talking about, and season five is talking about, is not the events themselves, but the events as they have bearing on the crown, all seen through the lens of how the press chose yeah. to depict the person. And trying to research this ten years of Camilla's life, the only photos of her were taken by um, a man who was usually hiding um, in a bush on her property, trespassing, um, when she was trying to go between mucking out the horses and um, unloading the dishwasher. So, you know, the only impression we were allowed to have was the one that the press 
in their wisdom chose to show us but there was clearly a woman there who Charles adored who has a fantastic sense of humor and she never rose to the bait whatever people said of her um, however misguided and cruel she never went to the media to get her revenge and for that um, she has my eternal respect and in fact there's a wonderful YouTube video of her having had tea with Donald and Melania, turning back to the press and giving them a big old wink, which um, <laughs> speaks volumes about her ability to forgive. And uh, and I think she is vindicated by that and that alone. Yes, and you do suspect that she has a bit of a wicked sense of humour. I'm pretty convinced at the marriage of, of Harry and you, Meghan. That please she was, look up the she, video. She was gig- giggling yes. away. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, time. I, I think what if I've seen anything from, from watching this series, and I've seen the first four episodes so far, um, that the passing of time wipes away all sorts of sins, doesn't it? Like back when you look at the royals in this setting, the queen was was getting it in the neck for, for various things. She came out with the Annas Arabilis speech, which was sort of unprecedented. Your your characters, who were who, who obviously real life people, they were getting it in the neck and, and, and a particularly vitriolic maybe tabloid press was going at the royal family a lot. And... and now that has mellowed all the narrative around Not the royals. Has, Markle, well, hasn't? no, you're no, and I think you're absolutely right on that. But, but for the characters we're looking at, it certainly has. Yeah, I think benefit of hindsight yeah. is one thing, and and I think so much at the time about uh, the public reaction to the divorce of Charles and Diana was, how could you destroy our fairy tale? How could you have um, been selling us a lie, you know? And and um, and I think now we realise that uh, it never existed. Well, that that the fairy tale was elsewhere, or that um, uh, that things worked out okay, not for Diana, obviously, but for 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 you know, well, that Camilla wasn't the threat, wasn't this yeah. demon who's trying to destroy a, trying to destroy the fairy tale. I think, I think another piece of indication that, that both uh, Peter gives to Camilla and has been shown to be the case is I think she is actually a woman without ambition. And uh, she didn't, it wasn't a Machiavellian plot to break up a marriage or to become queen. And she has behaved with uh, exemplary humility throughout. Yeah. Can I, can I ask you both, did you enjoy it? Love it. You love it. It's like being sort of kidnapped by a very posh circus. <laughs> Look, thank you both very much for speaking to me. I'm absolutely delighted and I can't wait for the next uh, episodes to drop. Thank you.